Good morning, church. Or should I say good morning, friends? Wasn't that cool? That was awesome. In case we haven't met, my name is Jeff Brookshire. I'm the growth pastor. And we are going through a series right now called The Avengers. Dun-dun-dun-dun, The Avengers, right? And in this particular series, we are exploring how God uses these ordinary, imperfect people to fulfill his good and perfect and pleasing purposes. Today I want to begin with another video, a video from the Avengers movie, a video clip that, um, quite frankly, a lot of people missed when they went to go see the Avengers. Check it out. Okay, so not the most exciting part of the movie, right? Am I right? But here's the point. Without the men and women that were listed in the credits, those stars of the Avengers would have looked less like superheroes and more like super zeros. Without those people listed in the credits, it would have been less like a Hollywood blockbuster and more like a kindergarten skit. Today, we are going to start a mini-series within the series, The Avengers. We're going to look at the life of Samson. And I want to talk today, not so much about Samson, but about one of the people who plays in his credits. In fact, her name isn't really even listed in the credits. She's simply called the wife of Manoah. Check her story out. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistine for 40 years. A certain man of Zorah named Manoah from the clan of the Danites had a wife who was childless, unable to give birth. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You are barren and childless, but you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. Now stop right there. Put yourself in the wife of Manoah's sandals. She wanted to have children. She desperately wanted to have children of her own, but was unable to do so for whatever reason. She wanted to have children in a culture that, quite frankly, didn't put women very high on the value list. In fact, the only value that they really gave to women at that particular time was that they were able to have children, especially sons. In that particular culture, there would be people who would secretly and not so secretly start wondering out loud, wonder what sin the wife of Manoah committed that God is punishing her in this way. Put yourself in her sandals of how it must have felt and then put yourself in her sandals and imagine the emotion that she must have had when she heard from the angel of the Lord that she was going to give birth to a child. I'll never forget, um, I was working in a church and I was in my office. It was the middle of the afternoon and my wife came in the office, which didn't happen very often in the middle of the day. And she shut the door to my office. And I knew I was in trouble (laughs) immediately, right? So, She has a big smile on her face, though, and she says to me, Jeff, I'm pregnant. I was completely in shock. Now, I knew that we'd been trying. 
I know how these things work, right? (laughs) But I was completely in shock. I just was overwhelmed. So we got done talking a little bit and, and we went out into the outer office and there were some staff that were gathered in the outer office and I called some other staff out of their offices to make the announcement. And I said, and I quote, guys, I got Jill pregnant. Not exactly the best way to announce it, right? But I was so in shock. Imagine how the wife of Manoah must have felt, right? She was so excited. She was so overwhelmed with excitement. And the angel goes on and gives her three prenatal instructions. First, don't drink any alcohol of any form. Secondly, don't treat or don't eat any of the forbidden foods that God had forbidden that he spoke to Moses about. And thirdly, don't cut your child's hair. Those were the three prenatal instructions. Those were the things that she was not to do um, with Samson. And then the angel gives the wife of Manoah a vision. And I love this. Because the boy is to be dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Even before the wife of Manoah becomes pregnant, God gives her a vision, a vision that this boy is going to grow up to be a leader within Israel. This boy is going to grow up and he is going to rescue Israel from the oppression and the occupation of the Philistines. Well, she does like what every other wife would do. She immediately runs to her husband, right? And she tells him, I just got a visit from the angel of the Lord and I'm going to become pregnant. To put it bluntly, he didn't believe her. All right, I know some of you are saying in your heads, typical man. But you shouldn't think that because... Well, because, um, okay, think it. (laughs) Because God obviously was thinking it. He then sends the angel of the Lord back to Manoah this time. And the angel of the Lord tells everything to Manoah that he told to his wife. And Manoah says, hey, look, why don't you stay for supper? We're going to have goat tonight. Sounds delicious. We're going to have goat. We're going to roast a goat. Why don't you stay for supper? And the angel of the Lord says, I'm not going to eat with you, but if you want to, you can dedicate that goat to the Lord. You can offer it up to the Lord. And this is what happened. Then Manoah took a young goat together with the grain offering and sacrificed it on a rock to the Lord. And the Lord did an amazing thing that while Manoah and his wife watched. As the flame blazed up from the altar toward heaven, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame. Seeing this, Manoah and his wife fell with their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord did not show himself again to Manoah and his wife, Manoah realized that it was the angel of the Lord. We are doomed to die, he said to his wife. We have seen God. But his wife answered, if the Lord had meant to kill us, He would not have accepted a burnt offering, a grain offering from our hands, 
nor shown us all these things or told us this. Now, I just love this part. You, you know how it is sometimes when you send an email out and it's just an innocent kind of email that you send to somebody, but they read your tone of the email differently than the way you sent it. Have you ever had that experience where you get an email back that is like irritated or they're annoyed or they're frustrated or even angry with you? And you're like, what's up? It was just a straightforward statement. Well, that's the problem with scripture sometimes. Sometimes when you're reading it, you don't really get the flavor of what the tone was behind the scripture itself. So I like to imagine, this is my imagination, that the wife of Manoah's tone was sarcastic. So here is my translation, the Jeff English version, the JEV. She basically says, seriously, Manoah, really? You think we're going to die. He wouldn't have told us all these things if he was going to kill us. Take a chill pill, Manoah, and stop being so whack. End quote. Now, if I had any street cred before, I just lost it. I know. Well, the woman, it says in Judges 13, gives birth to a boy and named him Samson. He grew and the Lord blessed him. And the spirit of the Lord began to stir him while he was in Mahanedan between Zorah and Eshtaol. Listen, let's face it. You and I are a lot like the wife of Manoah. And that to the majority of the people on this planet, we are just as nameless as she is. Right now on this planet, there are over seven billion people. Seven billion people. And the majority of them do not know our names. I live, I, husband of Jill, (laughs) live in an obscure county, Jackson. Love it here, but in an obscure town, Jefferson. Love it. And go to an obscure church, Crossroads. Love it. I will never be famous. When, when they write the history books of this age, my name will not be in there. Seven billion people will not know my name. Seven million people will not know my name. Seven hundred thousand will not know my name. Probably even seven thousand people will never know my name. And when you look at it from that perspective, it could be kind of depressing. But when you read it from the Bible's perspective, the true perspective, your depression turns to dancing. Listen to the scripture. I just love this. But Zion said, and Zion is, is another name for Israel. So, but Israel said, The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. It's kind of like that Saturday Night Live skit with Debbie Downer. 
Wah, wah, wah. The Lord has forgotten me. The Lord has forsaken me. So God says, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? You could just hear Israel say, Well, no. Well, wait. Wait a minute. I do know some women, some mothers that are not really good mothers. It's all about them. It's all about themselves. And you know what? In some ways it looks like they have forgotten their children. So God says this. Okay, though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. The one and only God of the universe. The one who has existed in eternity past. The one who definitely exists now. The one who will exist in eternity future. The one who is the creator of all things and the one who is the king over all things says, I will not forget you. I will not forsake you. Look, look at my hands, read my palms. Your name is engraved right there. Oh, I wish I could find a way. I wish I could find the words to express to you how much God loves you. I wish I could find the words to be able to express how precious you are to Him. I wish I could find the words to be able to express how you can be a hero right here and now, even if nobody knows your name. I don't know about you, but if I had the choice between seven billion people knowing my name and just one God knowing my name, I choose the one. I choose the one God. I believe that the wife of Manoah was the hero behind the avenger. And the reason that I believe that she was a hero is because she believed the angel when he gave her the unbelievable news. She believed the angel when others, namely her husband, didn't. She believed the angel when others were afraid, namely her husband, but she wasn't. She believed the angel by obeying the Lord's commands. She believed the angel that God was preparing her baby son to be the leader in Israel. And she believed all these things to the point of raising Samson to do just that. Honestly, when I read the story of Samson, I'm not much of a fan. (laughs) It seems like he's a lot of muscle and little brains, little faith, little restraint. But when I read about the wife of Manoah, his mother, I see a hero because she believed and she did her part. Without her, there would be no Samson. Without her spreading the vision that she had received from the angel of the Lord to Samson, Samson may have never fulfilled his role as an avenger of God. 
You too can be a hero even if nobody knows your name. How? Do this one thing. Be a secret servant. Not a secret agent. Be a secret servant. Jesus said this. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done as secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do you see a theme here? Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you serve God, not so that you're, you're looking around to say, Oh, who, who saw me serving God today? Hey, everybody, look over here. I'm serving God. When you serve God, not by saying, Hey, I wonder if, if anybody's going to give me some recognition, if anybody's going to give me some honor, but rather when you serve God, And just look up to him and say, God, I'm doing this for you. I'm serving you. I'm loving you right now. I'm honoring you. When you do it all for him, that's when you receive your reward in full. I see a lot of heroes around here at Crossroads. I do. I see heroes when I look into the kids' area and to the youth service. Do you realize that they're not paid to do what they do back there? Do you realize that they're giving up being in here in big church or whatever we call this, that they give up the opportunity to be in here and they go in there and they serve and they spend time with our kids, our precious commodities, all because they just love God. And they don't get a lot of recognition for that. To me, they are heroes. I see heroes when I watch the men and women and youth and children show up here at 7.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. That is insane. But they come and they're they're connecting wires to make sure that that the music sounds good and make sure that the message can be heard. I saw a hero today with his ear up next to this speaker because it wasn't sounding right. And I'm thinking, man, there goes the hearing. Someday it's out of here, but it's for Jesus, right? I see heroes back in the kids area where there's people that get down on the floor with those foam puzzle piece things, putting them together so that the kids... So the infants, especially, can have a clean space to play on. I see, I see heroes and kids who come into this place and every other chair put a pen so that you have something to write with. I see heroes. I see heroes in moms and dads of this church. 
who are raising God's kids God's way. They're heroes. I see heroes who serve selflessly in divorce care, who are helping men and women walk through that difficult valley after being hurt so deeply. I see men and women as heroes who work and celebrate recovery, helping people who've been dinged in this life and watching as God works those dings out. I see heroes in the prayer warriors who we don't even know their names, who go behind those closed doors and they pray for the church. They pray for Rod and Gabriel and they pray for the lost. They just lift up their prayers to the Lord. Great is their reward. I see heroes who we gravitate to when we're hurting, who have the gift of mercy. And we go to them and they listen to us and they're connected to us. They act like nobody else is in the room but us. And they just mercy on us. (laughs) I see heroes in this church who give to the kingdom of God financially when the rest of the world is spending the money on their own for themselves. And I see heroes in this church who share their faith courageously with others. The list could go on and on and on. The point is is that you can be a hero when you are a secret servant. When you don't look for praise from other people, make sure other people see you to think about how holy you are and how selfless you are. But when you just look up to God and say, God, I want to do this for you. I love you. I want to worship you with my life. The Bible says the father who sees that rewards that. So here's my challenge to you today. I'm putting out the challenge to the Avengers in this church, to each be a hero. And what I want to do is I want to encourage you to focus right now and choose one of the things that I list. Just choose one. I'm not asking you to do the whole list. Just choose one today to be that secret servant, to be that hero. I challenge you, those of you who are parents, to raise God's kids God's way. We need godly parents in this world, especially in this society. Raise them like a hero. I challenge you to share. Share your faith story with somebody else. Just just share with them what God has done in your life, what God is doing in your life. Share like a hero. I challenge you to worship. Worship simply means to express love to. It doesn't, I'm not saying to you, everybody, you gotta sing, because some people just don't like to sing. It's about the heart, it's not about the mouth. Worship God in many different ways, but worship like a hero. I challenge you to pray. Pray for the church. Pray for the lost. Pray for your enemies. 
Pray like a hero. I challenge you to serve. Serve using the spiritual gifts that God has given to you and serve in the church. You have a place in this church that God has designed. He wired you up in a certain way to serve. Serve in that way, but also serve in the ways where it requires no spiritual gifts. Because there's some family chores that just have to be done. I don't think it takes a spiritual gift to put a pen on a chair. But it's important. It's valuable and needed. Serve like a hero. I challenge you to give your resources to further the work of the kingdom. Notice, I did not say give your money to Crossroads Church. I don't. Now, I got to admit, I do put a check in every other week that says Crossroads Church on it. But I'm not given to the organization. That money is God's money that he gave to me and I'm giving a portion back to him. And you may say that's semantics, but man, that's what I think. That's what's in my head is when I put that, that check in the basket when it goes around, I'm given to God, not to an organization. And so if you're thinking, oh, here we go. All the church wants is my money. You know what? Do this. I may get in trouble for this, but do this. If you feel like all Crossroads wants is your money, Give somewhere else where God's kingdom is at work. Just give like a hero. Just give. What else is God right now prompting you to do that maybe I haven't listed today? Do that like a hero. Here's the payoff. Not only does God know your name and my name, not only does God reward those who do what is in secret, but when all is said and done, When life has ended, those who have served him secretly and faithfully will hear these words. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. That's what I'm living for. I hope you are too. Let's pray. In fact, during our prayer time today, instead of me praying a prayer out loud, I'm just going to guide you and for you to be able to connect with God on your own. So I invite you right now just to tell God how you feel about him. And if it's true for you that you love him, tell him that you love him and how much you love him. Tell him how awesome it is that he knows your name. Promise to him that you will be a secret servant. Tell him what you'll do, how you'll live out being a secret servant for him.
Lord, we lift up all of these prayers and give you all the praise and the honor and the glory, for it is yours. In Jesus' name, amen.